Welcome back to 99. We are in chapter 44. We're going to be talking about Yosef's goblet. And you just wait. He commanded the super supervisor of his house, saying, Fill the man's sack with food, as much as they can carry. And put each man's money, which he used to pay for the grain, into the top of his sack. Put my goblet, the silver goblet, into the top of the youngest sack with his money, which he used to pay for his grain. Excuse me. Um, the supervisor carried out the instruction which Yosef had said. When it became light the next morning, the men were sent on their way, both they and their donkeys. When they had left the city but had not gone far, Yosef said to the supervisor of his house, Get going and chase after the men. When you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid good with evil, stealing my master's goblet? This is none other than the goblet which my master drinks from. He also divines with it regularly. What have you done? What you have done is evil. They said to him, Why should my master say such words as these? Far be it from your servant to do such thing like this. Look, if we even return to you, the money we found is in the top of your of our sacks all the way from the land of Canaan. How could we possibly steal? silver or gold from our master's house whichever one of your servants is found to have the goblet shall die and also we will be slaves to my master if it is found he replied it's true as you say that you are all collectively guilty but i will have mercy and only the one with whom the goblet is found shall be my slave the rest of you will be cleared they hurried and each one lowered his sack to the ground and opened his sack. The supervisor searched. He started with the eldest so they would not sense that he knew where it was and finished with the youngest. The goblet was found in Benjamin's sack. They tore their garments. Each one loaded up his, don his donkey and they returned to the city. Benjamin is retained and the other brothers sent home. Judah and his brothers, what? There's no scene where they're trying to protect him, nothing like that? Ugh, okay. Judah and his brothers came to Yosef's house, and he was still there, waiting for them. They fell on the ground in front of him. Yosef said to them, What is this deed that you have done? Don't you know that an important person like me regularly practiced the divination so I could figure out what you stole, that you stole the goblet? I don't understand this whole divination thing. Like, 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 is it normal? Like, I don't understand. I wonder why a goblet. I wonder if there's any. I don't, I don't, I wonder why a goblet. It's very interesting to me. Is it because he uses it every, every day? And now he's like, you fools. Like, I use this all the time. Like, you could have at least taken something I don't, don't care about. But you guys are dumb and you guys took this. I don't know. Yosef, um, Yehuda said, what shall we say to my master? How can we speak? 
how can we justify ourselves? We know we have done no wrong, but God has found your servants guilty. Both we and the one in whose possession the goblet has been found will be your slaves. Yosef said, Far be it from me to do this. The man in whose possession the goblet was found will be my slave. You may all go in peace to your father. Wow. Hold on, let me just clean my nose for a sec. Oh, much better. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. This is really crazy. I can't believe it. I mean, they definitely don't want to go back to their father's house because if they tell their father that his fav his other favorite son is also like a slave. So, I mean, that's a heart attack right there, right then. Um, Here's a spiritual vitamin here. Whenever you feel very broken and fall into despair, it is really a product of your imagination. It is not that the cause does not exist. It may indeed have some foundation, but as a reason for depression, it is false. I love that and just what I needed to hear. Because really our imagination makes things so much worse. I remember like when COVID hit, like... How much were we all so scared and we thought, this is the end, da, 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 da. come on, raise your hand. Yeah, I see you raising your hand. And I felt it. I felt the anxiety. I felt the depression. I felt, like, the stress. It was so crazy. Like, I I remember, like, not leaving my house for, for so long, like, properly, like, leaving and seeing people. Like, by the time I was comfortable to do that, uh, it took so long. Um, but... It's, yeah, it's pretty mad. Pretty mad. Uh, we're continuing in Parashat uh, Vaigash. Then, now we're going to be talking about how Yehuda challenges Yosef. Then Yehuda approached him and said, Please, my master, your servant now wants to say something to which I hope my master will listen. I'm going to be firm. So please don't get angry at your servant, for you are as important in my eyes as Pharaoh himself. From the very first instance, my master interrogated his servants accusingly, saying, Have you a father or a brother? Nevertheless, we held nothing back from you. We said to my master, We have an el elderly father who has a baby born to him in old age. His brother is dead, so he is the only child of his mother. And his father loves him. You said to your servants, bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. We said to my master, the boy cannot leave his father. For if he leaves his father, we are concerned that he will die en route. For his mother died while traveling. You said to your servant, if your youngest brother doesn't come down with you, you'll never see my face again. Very dramatic. Then, when we went up to your servant, my father, and we told him the words of my master, your, our father said, Go back and buy us a bit of food. We said, We can't go down like we did before. We'll only go down if our youngest brother is with us, because the man won't let us see him in our youngest, if our youngest brother isn't with us. Huh. 
Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife, Rachel, bore me two children. One of them has departed from me, and I said, He must have been ripped apart again and again, and I haven't seen him since. If, if you'll take this one away from me too, and a fatal accident occurs to him, will bring my old age to the grave in grief. So if I'll come back now to your servant, my father, and the boy isn't with us, being that his soul is attached to the boy's soul, he'll simply die from grief when he'll see that the boy is gone. Then your servant will have brought the old age of your servant, our father, to the grave in grief. Now, I'm speaking out here in particular because I, your servant, assumed responsibility for the boy when we took him from the, my father, saying, If I don't bring him back to you, I will have sinned against my father's forever. So now, please let your servant stay as a slave to my master instead of the boy. And let the boy go back with his brothers. For how could I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I can't bear to see the misery that my father would suffer. Wow. So here we have Yosef, like Yehuda, who is like really standing up. And it just made me think like, you know, like it's so amazing how he has the right to speak. Because I feel like, I just, I just remember like being younger and being very, um, not guilty of many things that people thought I was guilty about. And I just didn't have a voice. I didn't have a voice. I couldn't express myself. Um, and, and it just sucks. And I'm very happy that, you know, Yehuda had the chance to, to speak up. Because, I mean, ha had he had not, then, I mean... Who knows how the story would have taken parts. Uh, like, so it's so good to speak up and not be afraid to speak up, especially when we can. Uh, right now, I'm thinking about times where I was not able to, like, physically, like, people did not care about listening to me. Um, maybe there were some times where I was scared. But I think what we learn from Yehuda is definitely speak up. And this is not the first time he has spoken up. So Yehuda is a really, really brave um, person out of all of this. And it's interesting, you know, because he's not the firstborn. He's, I think, the fourth or fifth. Yeah, he's the fourth. So it's interesting. Why him? How him? And here's a question. Are you willing to speak truth to power? You can't fake sincerity, but how do you achieve it? It's <laughs> a good one. What tips can you learn from Yuda in affecting speech making? He's definitely, you know, we can learn a lot from him. And and if especially if you want to be a lawyer, this, this is a good one to look up to. That's the end of chapter 44. Yashakoach.